1: Ladies and gentlemen, your host of the House of Hardcore podcast, Tommy Dreamers!
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the House of Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Dreamer, and this week, I got my good friend, the ultimate Vanessa, Christopher Bay.
1: How are you, pal? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. I had a fantastic workout today. It's a beautiful day in Las Vegas, so, or excuse me, Las Vegas. So I'm just hanging out, having a good time.
0: I just saw you do uh, something pretty impressive, uh, squatted
1: 405. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. How uh? How much do you weigh? Uh, currently, I'm weighing about 168, 171 pounds. That uh fluctuating between there.
0: Quite impressive. Yeah. I I'm used to put a massive sizes. squatter. You got it, man. You're strong. Uh, but you're also, I mean, I've watched your. I've known you for a while now, but i have watching your body make some serious gains. Recently, it's always uh, I guess the goal. Well, my goal was to always be able to squat triple my weight
1: oh yeah and, uh, <laughs> that's a good goal
0: yeah well you I mean you're you're definitely doubled it so you're almost uh there if I well did that now I'd have to squat close to 900 pounds and I'd die <laughs> <laughs> but I can't squat I'll, I'll, do it it you. Do. I'll do it for you please <laughs> I'll do it for you um all right I ask everybody uh what got you hooked on this wonderful world of professional wrestling
1: Honestly, uh, so I have five older brothers. I'm the youngest. So uh, in the late 90s, my brothers were big wrestling fans. They were watching wrestling. They are watching WWE. They are watching ECW or WWF, ECW, you know, WCW. And uh, I, I would tune in every now and then. But uh, something about wrestling just always – Uh, captivated me more than anything else on television at the time, like more than cartoons, more than, you know, Scooby-Doo, whatever it was that other kids were watching Barney, whatever. I was watching like wrestling. As soon as I saw wrestling, I just thought it was awesome. But the first individual I remember really connecting to through the screen was like, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, when I first saw Eddie, I was like, man, I want to be like him. This guy's cool.
0: (laughs) That's, uh, he was. And uh, man, he was such a great in-ring performer. Um, I wrestled you both and, uh, you're pretty damn good yourself. Uh, but Eddie was, Eddie was awesome when he was a heel dude, he was so intense. I remember him after a match and I've, you and I have wrestled, but I've also, I've been your producer and you see how I break down a match to you, whatever. He literally started crying because he felt he had too much heat on me. And then it was uh, it was me and Spike versus Chris Benoit and Eddie in a tables match, and it was it was a house show. And dude, he starts crying because he was just like, it wasn't right for the match. I'm so sorry, and he just starts crying because he felt he didn't do a good job. And I was like, wow, Chris uh, and Eddie, it's okay, man. But like, that's how intense he was, and like, you thought too he would kill you in the ring. Like his intensity, the way his work and smooth, smooth, smooth as can be, man. He was he truly is one of the best of all time. Uh, So he was
1: your guy. Yeah, he was my guy for sure. Yeah. Uh, So then,
0: how do you get started in into wrestling?
1: Um, Doing research, man. Like I remember uh, my late my later years of high school. You know, sophomore, uh, junior, senior year. I had a computer graphics class where I would do zero computer graphics work. And instead I would research wrestling schools or training videos to try to see, you know, uh, what, what's the cost of tuition, who's the trainers, you know, what every school offers. And I talked to, you know, the team 3d Academy. I remember emailing them when I was probably like 16, I talked to ring of honor, a couple of different places I reached out to, but everyone kind of had the same, uh, general idea, you know, wait till I'm 18, you know, find a good school that'll work for me. And, uh, It one thing led to another where I ended up taking a vacation in Vegas for a birthday and I just fell in love with Vegas. And one of my friends who lived here was like, man, they probably have wrestling here. And it it didn't even dawn on me that they would until he said it. And I was like, you know what? They probably do. And I researched and I found future stars of wrestling, but I didn't have the time to visit it during the trip. So for the next two months after that trip. I was just watching future stars of wrestling clips and seeing who taught down there from Sin Bodhi to Kenny King, D Lo, TJP, right before he went over to WWE. And um I was I was hooked on it. They had Jake the Snake down there at the time too. You know, I was hooked. I was like, man, this seems like an awesome place to learn. You can learn from people from all different levels, all different companies. Uh there's something for everybody in this one roof, under this one roof is what I felt like. So uh future stars of wrestling became the decision that I made of the school I wanted to go to.
0: And you're you were trained by all those guys or specifically?
1: Uh more so Sin bodie for sure. Uh Kenny King. Um D Lois had a, a great hand in my and my work as well and then Glenn Gilberti also. <laughs> Good old Glenn's Glenn. got
0: a little heat on him right now, but uh,
1: he's he always does, doesn't he? <laughs> man, man. But yeah, um, those are my trainers.
0: That's awesome, man. And yeah, that's that's a wealth of wrestling knowledge. No wonder why you kind of picked this up so uh, quickly, man. Yeah, um, man. So you have your first match around when?
1: Um, after two months of training, actually. I was fortunate enough to get my first match because I put it all on the line. You know, uh, when I moved here, I wanted to train. I made sure that the job that I had at the time, if they had dates for me scheduled where there was training or a show where we had to be there to set up the ring, I'm sorry, I can't be there wrestling is priority. You have to do this. So I trained every day for the better part of two months, you know, even on the weekends when there wasn't shows, I'd come, come in and do open ring stuff and try to catch up on the stuff that I was behind on during the weekdays, because I really wanted to do this. And after I got my first match two months in, they kind of just uh, snowballed after that. And what year is this? Uh, this was very late 2016. This was, I okay. believe, Halloween, 2016. Now, you're
0: working indies. I meet you at Future Stars of Wrestling. That's where I yes. first remember you, and then um, I remember Impact coming into town. I don't know why did I, I don't know why I hit it off with you. Were we? Yeah. Why did we hit it off? Like, did you? Was it because I saw you wrestle, or
1: I believe so. Yeah, I believe I believe you hadn't seen me work before. And then after you saw me work a match, you had given me some great feedback and uh, some compliments. And from there, we kind of kept tabs on each other. I was super grateful, though, that you even watched. You know, you, you were able to give me that feedback because, you know, Tommy yeah. Dreamer, man.
0: And uh, meanwhile, D'Lo working in Impact, he don't help you. You're going to have to kick him in his balls next time I see him. Um, <laughs> so Impact comes to town and we're going to do uh, a show. I remember this specifically. We needed a match. I remember liking you. And I also remember Willie putting you over yeah. big. And then I remember calling you, you had come back to the building. Yep. And then the match got canceled.
1: Uh, no, they, I think the match got scheduled for that time. The time I came back to the, I think, I think I left because there wasn't anything originally for me, but then I got the okay. call and I, can't, I, I rushed right over.
0: Yeah. And then uh, I remember you having a match. You had a great little showing for yourself. And what I always say, you know, to people, I don't even remember who you wrestled, but I remember like, man, I want to, I want him to get on the field, get eyes noticed to you. And, uh, plus Willie putting you over, uh, was big to me and I already had liked you. And I remember like, I had to keep on put this kid in, like, I'm telling you, he's really, really good. And then, uh, it's not, I always say, man, when, when opportunity knocks, not asking you to like main event WrestleMania, asking you to have a great showing for yourself and you do. And then how long before that does impact offer you uh, a contract?
1: Um, It was probably another uh, six months or so, but throughout that six months, whenever impact came to the West coast, uh, the door was open for me. So when you guys came to California, uh, I drove out to California to do those shows. And then when you guys came back to Vegas, I did those shows as well. And then, after a couple more solid showings, the decision and the timing, I guess, was right.
0: Uh, I had seen that, and I don't believe anything on Wikipedia, that you worked Ring of Honor.
1: Yes, I did. Yes, I did. How many shows? Or um, So I did uh, two matches total for Ring of Honor, I want to say. I did um, two matches for Ring of Honor. One in early 2018, or no, excuse me, early 2019, and then one right before I signed with Impact late 2019.
0: And then it said you also did something on 205 Live for WWE?
1: Yes. So there was a span in September where Impact came to Sam's Town in Vegas and uh, Ring of Honor was in Sam's Town in Vegas. And then WWE came <laughs> to do 205 in the T-Mobile uh, arena. It was all like within three weeks of each other. And uh, I, was, I was able to get on all three shows. Dude, how awesome is that?
0: Like... Uh, long story short, I always say this Scotty Tuhati hottie, man, he was doing the Indies. I think he's been wrestling since he's 16 years old. He's humping it out, you know, trying to get noticed. He literally had a tryout with WCW. We booked him in an ECW and like we did a ups. We did a Boston loop and we offer him a job on the spot. And then he says, cause I had worked with him a bunch of times on Indies And he's like, well, I have a tryout this week with the WWE. So he went from WCW to ECW to Monday and Tuesday working as an extra for WWE. And the business was different. And he got offered a job by all three.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's awesome.
0: And he went from nothing to like picking and choosing uh, what he wanted to do. And I love stories like that because... It's you never know, like I said, opportunity or life can change in a heartbeat, both good and bad. But it's great when it changes for the good yes. because it's like for the longest time I'm for him, he was too small. He was this, he was that. And he was always known as such a good worker. And then but no one would pick him up. And then all of a sudden somebody picks him up and kind of, you know, think of your being a fan and you're also super Young in the in the business to have been able to work for all three people like that, like
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think done. I was twenty three when it happened. I believe I was twenty three when it happened. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, it was, it was a, a blessing. I couldn't, I couldn't even, like legit after the, after I did WWE because that was the end of it all. I did Ring of Honor, Impact, then I did WWE. As soon as I was done doing the WWE thing, as soon as I got back to my apartment, I remember immediately throwing up like profusely the first thing that i did was just throw up like intense because all the anxiety all day because in my mind you know things can change in, in the drop of a dime so i'm just like until i'm out there it's not real until i'm out there it's not real but if i go out there i'll have done something pretty cool by doing all three like okay but it hasn't happened yet. it hasn't happened all day i'm just trying to keep myself level keep myself level and then it finally happened it was cool
0: I wish uh, Tracy Smothers was alive because whenever I would see Tracy later on, he would always be like, I seen you on impact. I seen you on NXT. I seen you on raw. He's like only guy in the world can do all these companies at the same time. And <laughs> it was, I did it all within a week. Um, and I was just like, man, it was a crazy week. And he was like, how's that happened? And then he told me he did the same, like he was working in Smoky Mountain, ECW, and WWE, and I never knew that. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, man." And then WWE wasn't going right, and I just, you know, then Smoky Mountain kind of, you know, had gone away, and then I was working Outlaws, WWE, and ECW, and doing Japan, like for major companies. For, and I was like, "That's the beauty of this business, man. You never friggin' know, but if you're a talented enough worker, there will always be work for you." Yeah. Um, yeah. So you get offered, that's awesome too, by the way, that you threw up once you got home.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd hold it in. Gotta hold it in. For how many friggin' days? <laughs> forever. I hold it in forever.
0: What was uh your experience like for WWE?
1: Um, it was it was awesome, man. Like I had did extra work with them uh two or three times before that. And I think the time before that, I had made up my mind to that what I really wanted at this point in my career was to sign with Impact Wrestling. I knew that after the second time I did extra work with WWE where I was just like, you know what, man? I've been in the Impact locker room a couple times now and something about that locker room, something about that family, I want to be a part of that family right there. Like, I feel like that's the place for me. So I kind of made that uh, that decision. So when the 205 Live thing uh, got presented to me, all I could think was this is all I ever wanted all my life. Since I was young, when I thought about wrestling, I wanted to be a WWE superstar. Originally, you know, I didn't understand how many great platforms of wrestling were out there in modern day. You know, ECW went away, WCW went away, and then Impact was doing great. And then P- Impact had a stint where people didn't like it. I didn't know what was all out there, you know, until I actually got into business and I saw it for myself. So by that point, I realized that there was much more, and WWE wasn't going to be my be-all end-all but it's still something that you want to check off your, your list, you know? So when I got to do it, I remember just understanding how much when I walked back from gorilla to the locker room, how much my life was changed already. And I, and I wasn't going to be able to really even realize it, you know, that walk alone without my phone and without social media, just me by myself. I was like, yeah, everything's different now. And I I know it. As soon as I get to my phone, things are going to be different. And I get to my phone, my phone's just blowing up. And, the first thing I do is like go to the live stream on the network at the time while I'm watching on the monitor of the live show still happening, go rewind a couple of minutes, you know, go see the lower third with my name on it, be on on the network screenshot it, upload it, put my phone on. Do not disturb. And I just bawled my eyes out. Like it just bawled my eyes out before the throwing up because it's it's everything I ever wanted to do it in Vegas and to do it as my persona and not under like uh Jerry Johnson. yeah, it's Jerry Johnson, right. you know, like to do it as Chris Bay, to have uh it in Vegas where people recognize me, you know. I'm walking down the aisle dark and uh no music, no entrance, but I see the people uh, down the aisles starting to realize, yo, it's Chris Bay, it's Chris, it's Chris Bay. And they're all starting to realize and I'm like. Yo, this is this is big. like this is the city where I moved to across the country from my family, away from everything I know, to pursue this thing of wrestling. And here I am in the city where I've built my my career thus far, getting this opportunity to do it in this arena, man. I, I felt like you know, uh, my dad passed away when I was 20, right before I pursued wrestling. and I felt like more than ever, he was standing right there with me because nice. we went to so many wrestling events together. And that moment just it solidified it for me. Like if I never got another, another opportunity to work there or never got to wrestle again after that moment, it would have been cool because I did more than people ever predicted out of me. But it, I did everything that I knew I could do. And I proved that to myself, you know?
0: Hey there, auto mechanics and super cool do-it-yourself guys who work on their own cars. I want to tell you about rockauto.com, the online store with every auto part at the best, Prices. This is your one stop shop for everything auto parts. Rockauto.com has been in business for twenty years and they make it easy to find parts you need at the best possible prices. No more talking to counter guys who need to order your parts, aren't really sure what you're looking for. And then after all that hassle, they will still charge you storefront markups. At rockauto.com you can easily find everything you need, and whether you're a mechanic and auto shop or working on your own car. Everyone has access to the same incredible pricing at rockauto.com. So if you're a car guy right now, go to rockauto.com and check out all the parts available for your car. You're going to have so much fun looking at car parts. So once more, go to rockauto.com. No promo code needed as their pricing is already that good. When you order, make sure you tell rockauto.com that you heard about them here on the House of Hardcore podcast. Rockauto.com. Let's get back into it. Uh, where are you originally from?
1: Alexandria, Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know all that. my family's over there.
0: Um, we have another connection, dude. My first ever tryout, I didn't know there was nothing. Again, I'm literally double your age pretty much. And I, uh, I don't, I figure I'm going to go to wrestling school and then I'm going right to the WWF or WCW. And I was a tape trader and like I really liked new Japan and all Japan, but I was just like, Oh, once I graduate here, I'm, I'm going to, this is what happens. Like, you know, it's like you get drafted from the NFL and I was like, then independent wrestling, like, what is this? Um, But my first ever tryout was in my hometown. And that same feeling, like I had this one little bit of comfort, When I was walking through the aisle, because they were like from Yonkers, New York, and I wrestled at the White Plains County Center, which were also my first ever wrestling match. And like people knew who I was just because local guy. And it was just such this a bit of a comfort. But like even slapping like one or two people's hands, like because you're an unknown friggin jobber. and for somebody to be like, oh, that's him. You're like, yeah, I got this. I got the job. So <laughs> you telling that story is so profound because I was like, damn, I, I felt the same way. And like, yes. it, it's so, I love stuff like that. I really, really do. Um, and then you said another thing where when it happens, because you know already in this business, like stuff can get canceled or just like we talked about your impact thing, nothing for you. Then I literally have to call you back to say, yo, get over here. I got something for you. (laughs) When you're like leaving the building all dejected, (laughs) something happens. I had my first tryout. Then the next night we were in Lowell. I'm in the gorilla position. I'm the next match. What they used to do is have, they were called tape changing matches because the film in the camera had to be taken out. And that process took a while. So in between that, they would film, they would have a match and it would only be filmed on hard camera. So you were the tape change match. And I was supposed to wrestle. I wrestled the first night um, against Brooklyn Brawler. And then the next night, we had a great match. The next night I was supposed to work Brooklyn Brawler. And uh, the wrestler, Ludwig Borga, blew up in the ring. And Vince was so pissed and they're yelling at him and all this stuff like is happening while I'm in the gorilla position. And I don't know, this was also like, it was such a different time. And then like Vince gets up and just like, cancel all the matches right now. I And he, he storms out of gorilla and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and Ludwig Borga just comes back through the curtain and I'm like, he just cost me another, like another way for these guys to look at me. <laughs> and then they yelled at him. Vince didn't even yell. Vince yelled at him, but then all the agents had to yell at him. And then he like looked at me and he was like, I blew up. And I was like, I hate you right now. Ludwig Borger, <laughs> you got my match canceled in gorilla. My match is canceled and I don't get a match.
1: That's terrible. You're right there. You think it's, you think it's official now. You're in gorilla. Ding, and ding, ding right happens. Yeah.
0: And then the match gets canceled. So, yeah, man. It's just, that's, that has always been that way. Oh my God. That's amazing. Um, so impact wrestling, I liked what you said. And yes, I feel for a lot of talents, of course. Yeah. You're going to, if you go to WWE NXT, it's man, it's that man, I'm going to become a millionaire, all that stuff. Those first contracts aren't the greatest financially, but it's something and you know, you're getting trained a lot of people lately are, are not independent wrestlers. They're, you know, people outside of the industry. Um, but I do feel like with Impact, especially if they have something for you and they try to have something for everybody, it is a great locker room because I've especially seen it recently with, like, all the Ring of Honor guys. It's the feedback that you get. And yeah. if you fuck up, guess what? You're not losing your job. You're going to be told how to be better. And if it continues, then it's like, all right, well, we gotta like keep talking to you. But if not, it's very it's a positive atmosphere.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a
0: bunch of group of misfits as well. But it's like all these misfits, it, it is a super cool locker room. It's one of the the main reasons why I love it so much because of the people that are in it. And then we all go out, work hard. And, you know, we all kind of like celebrate hard in the sense of not part, just everybody hanging out. And it's like no BS. Yeah. Between yeah. everybody.
1: Everyone loves each other. It's a, it's a real family. You know, you feel that.
0: Yep. Uh, which is different. And also, we all were together during probably one of the worst times of the world during the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And wrestling in front of no fans. And, you know, you're a guy who, You know, your gimmick is your your loud, flashy. When you're heel, you get heat. I I knew from from working with you, I was like, this guy could be a top top. I do, and I see you as a top-top baby face. Um, because you do such cool stuff. Um, you do heal on people when you are a heel, which is cool, but without fans, you can't heal on people. Yeah. Yeah. Only heal on your opponent, and it's hard when you do super duper cool stuff that you can do. Cause at times, man, I watch your stuff and I'm like, you, and I've seen Ray Mysterio, Rob Van Dam. And I'm like, how the hell is this kid doing this stuff? And uh, I like how you're always thinking you're very innovative and you. your right. selling is awesome. Um, what do you feel is kind of like, I don't want to say your breakout for impact or your breakout moment for your career so far?
1: Um, I've had a couple of them. If, if I can list a couple, the first couple that come to my mind. Do um, Yeah. <laughs> There's no rules. I got you. Um, so when I think of my breakout moments, we think about obviously the X Division Championship with Slamversary 2020, me and Willie Mack. Uh, we talked about Willie a little bit earlier. Willie was like one of my first uh, like real competitive ind- independent uh, opponents. I remember I worked him one time at a show in California he was a fill-in for an opponent, and I came out, had a big promo at the time. It was 2018. I was calling it 2018. You know, I talked about whoever was going to come get the lesson in the art of finesse. And Willie's music hits, but the crowd doesn't know who he is until he hits the curtain. But he hits the curtain, and everyone stands up, and everyone just goes crazy, and they're losing their mind to see him. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, wow, this is real. Like, this is about to be real. And I had so much respect for Willie. So from that match to the other matches we had on the indies to then – this big pay-per-view my first slam anniversary for the x division championship and then beating him for the x division championship it, it was the sickest thing for me and i felt like that was like okay yeah chris bays here and he's here to play guys and then from there we go into uh me and rich swan a final resolution for the world championship uh like what the what even really- of all time wow. hey
0: <laughs> if that that match I say this too, I hate the fact that Impact does not have um, a larger TV distributor. I'm happy yes. what we have, but that match, I hyped up that match. I watched that that match live and I don't, listen, I don't care about five-star matches. And I was like, I was like, this match is frigging unbelievable. This is match of the year, Thank but you. it happened real late in the year too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was one of the last matches of the year. So yeah. it's hard to hard to beat uh to match that. But like you said, man, uh like one of the best matches. I just something about working with Rich. He's he's a one once in a lifetime kind of performer. Like Amazing. You talk about how you look at me or you see Rob or Ray, I look at Rich and I'm like, yo, how do you <laughs> do that? Yep. So for me to be out there with him fighting for the world championship, a championship that I love and respect so much and i would love to be the the holder of one day the world championship man you know uh me and rich two young african-american males both from the uh the maryland area so there was a lot of people who messaged us after that from our hometown to message me specifically i remember telling me how that match right there proved to them that they could do it you know or that because they're seeing not just one of us but two of us in it and they're like man if this isn't positive reassurance i don't know what is so what that match was able to do for our culture what that match was able to do for me what it is and my legacy um i love that match i think that match was a huge turning point and i wish not only that we had a bigger uh cable provider but i wish that we would have had fans in attendance oh, for that because exactly. people needed to feel that you know i felt that you felt that rich felt that and the people who watched it felt it but that having a live audience there feeling it too would have just added to the memory so much more. I just think, and uh, that that's the match I have to put there.
0: Dude, um, I totally then, for, I totally forgot about it. That's what I hate about <laughs> I hate and love about wrestling. It happens so fast now. Yeah. That that match I remember being blown away. I've seen frigging millions of wrestling matches. And I remember talking about it for weeks on Busted Open about how good this friggin' match was, and it's a different style. Um, but you guys like also you did every style,
1: yeah, and it was yeah. like
0: it looked like a fight. It looked like two guys want like one wanted to defend his title and one wanted to win that title, and it was yeah. your false finishes. Uh, I just watched when we we're recording this last night was NXT Spring Breakers, and that first three way was friggin' great because uh, all three guys looked like they wanted to win. Yeah. And even like, I remember you, how you cover a guy and how you cradle the, you hook the outside leg, but then you'll cradle the inside leg with your leg. So it's harder yeah. for the guy to kick out. And it's like one, two. And when the guy kicks out your facials and like, you were shocked that Rich is kicking out of that stuff. And you are a thousand percent correct. Rich does not get enough credit for the Ray Mysterios, Rob Van Dams, uh, of how good he is in the ring.
1: Yes. Yes. You're, you're not, you're not wrong at all. And one more thing, one more moment. Uh, I beat Juice Robinson, Jay White dons the Bullet Club shirt, and Chris Bay joins Bullet Club. That's a moment right there that if you don't think of that, that, took me in a new direction <laughs> you don't know what's going on because we're at the top 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 now
0: yeah. the, uh the bullet club thing with you i think it is great um and it has elevated you uh and i know you did the new japan tournament hopefully you yeah. get to go to new japan because now that the world is opening up because you will be another guy who i feel could get so so over there And it's funny, you talk about your path and your direction, like Eddie Guerrero, when he was breaking out, you know, he went to New Japan and he was over with the mask, but they appreciate wrestling so, so much and what you can do and bring to the ring. Uh, I hope that happens for you because that'll be another great moment that we could talk about in about five more years when you come back on the house of hardcore podcast, but you'll be a (laughs) star. Um, What, uh, I'll tell you this. I use you when I do seminars uh, and I tell people this because it happened by chance. We're talking about Rich Swan, And when it was my 50th birthday, everything falls into the right place, right time. And we're, we're just all BS and talking smack. And I was just like, Hey, I'm getting a title shot. Uh, And you were like, I want a title shot. I want a rematch. And I was like, dude, it's my birthday. And you're like, It's I go, do it when it's your birthday. And you're like, it's my birthday too. And I was like, wait, what? And the day I got my title shot, uh, it was your 25th birthday, correct? Yes. And it was my 50th birthday. And I was just like, ooh, just better keep quiet on that one. I don't want to lose my title shot. But that's where wrestlers need to talk to creative and either give them ideas. Or be like, hey, just so you know, when this taping happens, this is this day. Or this is my, you know, we, you recently came up to me and were like, hey, I want to, uh, Kenny King was my trainer. Yes. And you were in a match with him and I was just like, wait, what? And yeah, and you were like, this is the first time we're ever doing anything in the ring. Yeah. And so yeah. I literally start texting as you're going to the ring to, to the, our announcers, Tom. Uh, and Matt and be like, yo, you need to put this over because this is the first time ever.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: that shit is so, so important. But I use you in seminars. I was like, guys, when you you are there, and I would say this to, to the talent when I was uh, running the developmental system, it's, hey, I will hold your hand once you get brought up to the main roster, but then I can't help you. And you're swimming with sharks. It's up to you to keep yourself uh, you know, in the mix and little things like that. Keep you in the mix because I don't know when your birthday was you're, you're the only person whose birthday I know it is Because we have that same birthday But it is The boys need to tell Creative or give them these type of Ideas because then guess what Something happens for you Yes um, So you are my go-to To talk to To tell people to talk to creative
1: Those uh, mouths and- don't get fed <laughs>
0: What, uh, you got any goals, uh, coming up like in life Um, Listen, I follow you on social media. I know, uh, you, you open yourself up a lot. You also, I see your vlogs, which is cool. And, uh, you open yourself up to your fans, which I really, really do appreciate. But, uh, I'm, I'm 51 years old. I still have goals for myself. So I know you do too.
1: Yeah. Yes. And that's great that you do because you're leading by example. You're you're telling everybody that you never, you never stop until you want to stop. You don't have to stop. And when you're setting that for people like me to watch too and be like, you know what, even when I think I've done this or I've done that, I ain't done nothing yet. I can keep going. And I have a lot of goals. Honestly, Um, I try to set new ones every day. I have a lot of fitness goals in the gym. I want to squat 500 by the end of the year. So that's like a fitness goal that I have. Uh, I wanted to bench 315, but I got there. So maybe 350 or somewhere around there by the end of the year. I'm dropping music so frequently. I want to drop something every month for the rest of the year. So I dropped an album last month on 420 called uh, Main Character. Eight songs, easy listen through. It's like 22 minutes of listening time. It's on all streaming platforms, whatever you stream on. I'm dropping an acoustic EP this month on May 18th. Um, that's going to be on all platforms again. It's called Across the Mountain. Three songs, super easy to listen to, just some stuff, some melodies with some guitar and some vocal uh, cool stuff. But I want to drop something new every month. As far as wrestling, I'd like to go over to Japan and do uh, bullet club stuff over there because um, that's a market that I've never tapped. I haven't got to go overseas before. I got my passport right before the pandemic started and uh, I wasn't able to see what the rest of the world is like. I've traveled more than I ever had as a kid through wrestling at this point in my life. Wrestling's taken me so many amazing places within the States. I would like to now see what else is there to offer outside of the States and, and other countries, other cultures. Uh, so I'd love to go to Japan. I'd love to go to the UK and do some stuff. You know, there's, there's endless work out there for me. But what I, what I really want to do wrestling-wise, goal-wise, is make moments. You know, um, I'm a big moment guy in wrestling, you know, we talk about all the, the classic moments, like think about some impact moments. I think about, you know, AJ Styles winning the the world championship, you know, that look Sting gave him before he dove off for Matt Morgan. And then AJ hit the 450 boom and everybody's going crazy. Like that moment that they had right there when they were locking eyes, stuff like that, you know, like I want to have more moments in wrestling that just last with an image alone. People look at him like, man, that made me feel this way the more of those I can create in wrestling in this timeline of mine, the better. That's what I want really, because moments last forever.
0: Uh, I, I'm, I got nothing else. That was, uh, I don't, I'm just going to end it on that because that is a hundred percent great. And uh, I agree. I try to keep on creating moments and whether it's last weekend at an indie in Texas, where I got to work with a really, really good wrestler and, and, that entire crowd had a great time and I'm in the ring uh, and, and sweating my ass off. It was so hot, but like, there was probably what, 200 people there, but to me it was, it was WrestleMania. And I yeah. created a moment for all those fans uh, as well. And, and I know you're going to have a lot more moments in whatever you do. And I'll always be in your corner to help you because you're my guy. You've been my guy since uh, I met you since day one, and I'll continue to keep on plugging away for you. Uh, because you're super-duper talented. Um, how do fans uh, find you on socials?
1: So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dashing Chris Bay. That's B-E-Y, not B-A-E for the single ladies who are checking out this podcast right now. They're hearing the tantalizer voice. They're like, yo, we got to follow this guy. It's Dashing Chris Bay, B-E-Y, okay? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at like that. You can look me up on YouTube, Chris Bay. There's vlogs on there, Bay Days. Official vlog you can catch from the weekend loops of me doing wrestling, traveling to the Independence Impact Wrestling, wherever I'm going, you're going. I got the camera on me, so you're going to see what it's like to be in my life for a few minutes throughout the day every, every so often. And then also, if you download the On My Feet Network, OMF, go ahead download that. I have a show on there called Kicks of the Bay. When we ask wrestlers or any personnel what type of sneakers they have on, and then we ask them random wrestling trivia questions: Who has the best elbow drop? Who has the best wrestling gear? Who has the best theme song? Whatever it is, we're mixing wrestling and sneakers because these things are so popular, and they're already mixing themselves. We're doing it over on the on my feet network. So come follow me over there as well. And then uh, I think I think, uh, I think that's all the platforms that we need, honestly. And then Impact Wrestling, of course, Thursday nights access tv come on now if you don't have that the ultimate insiders on youtube ultimate finesser ultimate insiders it it all goes together get that and you can watch me on thursdays do what i do best and finesse
0: that was great i got nothing thanks for uh joining i'll see you this weekend buddy
1: all right nice talking to you thank you for having me this has been awesome